Hi, David. How you going? I am good. I was real. I was kind of wondering if it was going to work because sometimes this thing works and sometimes it doesn't. So, <laughs> how easy is this though? This is great. Yeah, LinkedIn um, Anchor is amazing. Everybody, uh, the person got me started doing my podcast at, told me about Anchor, and it's a free app, and you don't have to do really anything. Uh, you don't even have to like if you don't want to uh, edit it your podcast you don't even have to do any, any editing or if you want to they they have stuff on there that you can use it's a totally free program and you can just do use their stuff and then they will once you put once you hit publish they distribute distribute to all platforms for you for free yeah that's awesome yeah well that's half the battle i mean with the podcast that me and my co-host do um, she does all the editing um, and we put it through uh, YouTube and then it'll go on Spotify, Amazon Music and things. But it takes her quite a, a long time to do that. So I'll probably have to have a chat to her about Anchor because it'll probably save her a few hours of time, I reckon. Oh, my gosh. I, I, when I, like, after we, if, once we record, like, we're recording now, but if I decide yep. to edit it, if I decide to do any editing, I can, or if I don't, I can't put the title to it, put a description to it, and hit publish. And within five minutes, five to 15 minutes, it is up, it is on, it is out and published. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, nice, nice. Well, I, I just started listening to your first episode as well. And, um, yeah, I just thought it was really inspiring. It was, it was quite nice to hear because I suppose there's some similar kind of threads in my story as well. Um, awesome. But it's, it's nice that you, you're using, you know, that lived experience and all that pain and suffering you had in the past, you know, right. to help others because there'd be so many people, especially with COVID, in that same boat right now. So I think anyone who's doing what you're doing, um, yeah, hats off to you because it's really important. Yeah, and that, that, that's is what got me... Um that's what got me started is the whole journey is pretty much COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, get my, to get my story out there because I was on, um, I started sharing it on other platforms and then um, back, I think in all somebody, um, Michelle Mars told me I needed to start my own podcast. So I was like, yep. let's do it. Let's just, let's just, yep. let's just jump in and start it. And I've started, and I think this tonight, this one will be either. This is either. Well, I've got one. I've got to get. I've got to get edited. And I've just. I've been sick, and I haven't had time to do it. But I think yep. this is going to be like twenty. This is episode twenty-one or twenty-two. Oh wow! Tonight that I've done, and I just yeah I, nice. I just started in August. Yeah, um, wow. No, you're prolific. That's that's what they say is a good start with a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm loving it. I mean, I really am. I'm really enjoying doing it. I'm loving talking to people literally all over the world. Like, I, I've, yeah. I've, with with you in Australia, I've talked to one. Uh, talked to one other person in Australia. I've talked to somebody in Spain. Um, oh, wow talked to let's see i've talked to 
Well, I think I've, well, I've, I've tried to schedule one for Canada, but I can't, I, I was sick and I had to reschedule that one. So I've got one in Canada. I've got pe- people all over the U S literally I'm, I've talked, I talked to a guy in, um, the one I haven't recorded, I haven't released yet. Um, I've talked to a guy in Spain. I did hit Spain. Yeah, so, see, that's um, that's why I like LinkedIn as well because I mean the so my co-host she um, she lives in Michigan, um, and when I was kind of going through a process of like contacting people to work out where I wanted to go next in my career, I actually came across her, and we just got along really well straight away. So when I thought oh, I'm going to do a podcast, I immediately thought, nah, she's the person I definitely want as my co-host. So. That's one of the cool things, you know, with any of the social media stuff is, you know, you can connect with anyone. There's no barriers anymore, which is awesome. No, no there's not. No, there's not. So let's let's go ahead and get started. I'll probably, I'll probably just leave this episode. I've just started leaving all my episodes. If you're good with it, I'll probably just kind of leave it like this raw stuff and just let it sure. go. Just let it roll because most people love that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get rid of any of the the fabricated, you know, <laughs> glossy glossy yeah. Instagram stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like all that. So let let's go ahead and get started, guys. Welcome to oh my gosh, I cannot even begin to think what episode this is tonight, guys. I've done so many. Um, I think right before we started talking, uh, we we I introduced it talking to Adam. And I think this is episode 21, 22. I just, I, I can't believe how blown away I am by the people that are reaching out and continue to reach out that want to be on this because I got so many, I got about three or four more people today that want to be on my on the podcast. So guys, thank you for this journey. And tonight we have Adam Nebs. He is in Tasmania, Australia, which is my second uh, guest from Australia. So kind of interest, interesting that I, we're hitting Australia when I'm in Tennessee. So that's <laughs> kind of, it's kind of weird how with technology we can hit, get around the world so quickly. But Adam has a great story and is also a podcast host and has is doing really well with his podcast. So I wanted to bring him on and have him talk about his journey, where he's been and things that are going on in Tasmania and things he's doing with the mental health there because we so everybody's so going through that. So just getting different perspectives on that tonight. So welcome, Adam. Thanks very much for having me on the show, David. I really appreciate it. And um, I was just saying to David before I um, just listened to his first episode, and I particularly like the line where you said, "You know, you sharing your story means that." It might encourage someone else to share their story. And, and the more we help people, the more it ripples out, you know. So just helping one person is really paramount to helping the world. So I, I do really respect what you're doing. And uh, what we're trying to do on our podcast is the same. Um, I'll do a bit of a, bit of a selfish plug, I suppose, at the start, because that's what we do as podcast hosts. <laughs> um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so my co-host, Amanda Stanhope, and I actually run a show called Settling's Not an Option. Um, so you can actually find us on LinkedIn. Um, just look up Adam Nebs and um, and I'll obviously flick my details through to David after the episode. Uh, or Amanda Stanhope, who is one of your own. Uh, if you're listening out of America, she's in Michigan. 
And what we really aim to do with our show is to just wake people up to the fact that you don't need to settle for anything but a purposeful life um, because both of us very much went through journeys where we just did things. We didn't really reflect on the importance of, you know, doing things that had meaning and that made you happy. Uh, so we're just trying to do that, I suppose, one episode at a time. But, uh, yeah, we're on Amazon Music. We are on uh, Spotify. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, so feel free to give us any feedback as well. We've got a Gmail account, which is cheers to not settling at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, just so any feedback would be absolutely awesome. But pretty much my story, I guess, the way I title it would be just learning not to settle for anything but a purposeful life. And if I've learned anything, that, that comes down to every domain of life. So whether it's your work, your relationships, your health, how you feel about yourself, you, you just need to really reflect and do some introspection uh, and make sure that you're living the best way you can because I think so many of us, um, I certainly am guilty of this, uh, just sleepwalk through life. We don't really take time to sit back and think, you know, what, what exactly do I want? What, what am I going to be able to give back to the world? And I think, you know, the, the pandemic's been very hard and I certainly don't say this lightly for anyone who's been immediately impacted by the pandemic, but I think this was a way of the world trying to give us some time to sit back and reflect. Um, and I've certainly, you know, from speaking to a lot of people and reading a lot, I think anyone who's not been immediately impacted uh, by COVID-19 and has had that time to be able to sit back and reflect has, has found it really uh, has shaped their life, you know, whether it's work or the relationships or whatever it may be. So that's pretty much what my story would be about. And I suppose if I talk about the, the first domain for me would be work. Um, and I previously worked in the banking industry for, for 10 years. And that was something I kind of just fell into. I went to university to study to become a journalist. I thought I was going to be, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman or something out of Almost Famous. But the reality is uh, that that kind of life doesn't exist anymore, at least down in Tasmania. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I pretty much went to uni with that, uh, found a great passion for sociology, which I still have to this day. But ultimately, you know, in my early 20s, I had no idea where I was going. I did no introspection. I just kind of went, I'll just fall into whatever feels right or, or whatever other people tell me I should do. And that's ultimately what happened. Uh, when I graduated from university, I was working part-time at a bank and offered a full-time position with pretty good money, uh, which, you know, in your early 20s after being a poor uni student living on um, me goring noodles or something like that, you know, you, you're probably going to take. And um, that was basically the last 10 years of my life. And one of the big lessons I think I, I've had a, a big think about this year was I spent many years frantically running up this corporate ladder. And I heard a great analogy from a man by the name of Mark Williamson, um, who had a similar journey running up this corporate ladder. And he now has his own kind of happiness company where he's trying to wake people up and, and teach them to be happy. And he just said, you know, so many of us run up this ladder, but we never actually look at what building the ladder's sitting up against. And so we arrive halfway up the ladder only to find, hold on, this isn't where I want to be. And then so many of us 
worry and think, oh, I don't want to go back down this ladder. I've just spent all this time climbing it. Um, and so we keep climbing up. And all I can say is it's it's scary, but if you feel, you know, like the building you're up against is not the right building, um, the, the climb back down is really not that scary. I've done it. So have so is my co-host Amanda. Um, so many of there'd be so many other people in the world right now doing it. And climbing back down and taking that time to figure out, well, which building do I actually want to climb up this time, you know, living with purpose, that will shape your life and make every domain of your life so much better. Um, so that would be the first lesson, I guess. I'm mindful I've been chatting garrulously as, as, as normal. So I might pause and give uh, give David a, a minute to breathe. Oh, my God. You, yeah, you were like... You're, you're taking, you're, I'm, I'm just sitting back enjoying this ride because that is like that you just hit about <laughs> kind of, I guess, where we're all thinking going into this new year, what ladder we're going to be running up against and what building uh, is it going to be up against? Because we don't know, I know here things are starting to get horrible again. Mm -hmm. um, just this evening, um, let me think. Oh, about two hours ago, maybe I was sitting, was watching a movie with my wife and the thing came across our phone, came across my phone with an update on the COVID cases for Tennessee. Mm. And just, just today it was uh, for the state of Tennessee, we're at 457,000 cases wow. and another, and another Gosh, I can't remember how many they said were added today. I think they said four. I can't remember how many they said were added today. And it's like, we're two weeks essentially to the end of the year. What, what, what's going to happen in January? Mm. Things are going to, what, what are we going to be looking at in January? Yes. Our thing, are we going to be shut down again? Are we, going to be is because i work in the automotive industry and i've i've heard some rumors that things may be happening again so what does it look like for us and where what ladder am i going to be i know i know i got a secure job i know my job's secure where i'm at but i i've never thought of that about the lat where's the ladder what building is it leaning up against where where am i going where what am i running up so that is a great point. That is a great insight. Thank you. Yeah, and I think it would be true of so many people this year. You know, is we've we've have we have so much time to sit back and actually reflect. And you know, how often in your lifetime do you really get an opportunity? You know, at least for people, I suppose, who are their jobs are frozen for now. Um, and, you know, to be able to sit at home and maybe reflect. And I'm mindful as I say this, you know, Australia, you know, we're, we're trending quite well, touch wood, you know, in terms of cases. So we, we really, um, we locked down pretty hard, especially in the state of Victoria. Um, and so things are looking up. Um, but I'm mindful of, of, you know, everyone over in America. It's a tough time. And um, my heart goes out to everyone there. I hope you guys are okay. Yeah, um, there I've known when before uh, when we were in we were in a lockdown, I guess. 
I did not hear, I did not know a whole lot of people personally that had COVID or that I was connected to. But here in the last, I don't know, month, two months, there are so many people that I've known personally that have, that have had it or, or have, are currently battling with it. And it's made me think how fortunate my, with me and my wife and my parents and my sister and her, um, and her, her husband and kids, none of us have got it, but it's really made us think how fortunate we are and how blessed we are to be here around all of it because it's all around us and it's all it's all we're we're around people all all day and we did not go to church today because of we all everybody in our family's been somewhat battling somewhat of a cold Mm. but we've we've kind of started thinking okay what are we we we've had to rethink some things and having to reevaluate things going into the Christmas season going into the next couple of weeks and me and my wife are going out of town. We're going to visit her in-laws nice. are going to visit my in-laws for Christmas, but I'm not, I'm not scared about it. I want to go visit them, but I'm like, it's really giving me some, it, this is definitely giving me some time to think where, where things are going to go and how blessed I am. I know what I've been listening to you and following you along. You've, you've, been posting some great things and your path your podcast you. is you've had some great in, insights there so um what oh gosh what was the question what piece of advice have you been given um in your life that's really helped you out that's really changed you changed your changed your like the, this this outlook this ladder this what what kind of change you has helped you out in your life well, if I think about advice, it's probably some advice I got from my dad. <laughs> um, so kind of in my story, you know, working in banking, one big thing that I did wrong there was I I was living through my ego. So I was constantly chasing praise, money, recognition. And it felt good at the time, but the higher up you climb on that ladder, you know, the the less you, or at least for me, <laughs> you know, the less you got that recognition and the more you craved it. And if you live through that, that egoic lens, it, it distorts everything else. You know, your relationships become, you know, a a means to an end, you know, like I, I certainly, you know, when I was managing a team, I looked at them as how can I help them? uh, No, how can I get them to elevate me? You know, and that that's a terrible thing to think about. How can I get others to make me look good? You know, and what a terrible thing. That's that's the antithesis of leadership. And that was something I oh, along yeah. the way, thanks to some amazing mentors. But um, kind of going back, I suppose, to the advice my dad gave me is, you know, it, it was just really encouraging me to, to reflect on all the decisions I make um, and understand is the ego yeah. sitting under that? And just understanding how expensive the ego is. And, you know, when I say expensive, I don't just mean from a money perspective. I mean, you know, the cost to your relationships, the cost to your health, the cost to who you are. So just, yeah, that that was a big thing. I think my dad has always had a lot of good advice, but 
it's probably only been in the last, and I think I've said this to him multiple times, only in the last couple of years that I've actually sat down and listened to him because normally I was too distracted just being, you know, a bit of a, a foolish know-it-all, I suppose. <laughs> I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. It's probably been the last. I, I um, if you've li- if you've listened to my my in, in my introduction podcast or any of my podcasts, I've kind of talked about my past. There was five years I did not listen to my yeah. parents, and I didn't have anything to do with my parents. And but it's really, I think, in the past, really, probably in the last. Let's see. I'll be married five years in April. I'd say in the last five years that I've been married, I have really learned from my dad that I've really taken his advice and learned so much from him. And because he's always he's he's always been a hard worker. He's always worked. But I have learned from him that work is not everything. Family time is more important and it you've got to you've really got to take time for your family you've really yeah. got to take time for your you've got to you've got to take care of yourself first yeah absolutely <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's so, true um, true of so many of us though because my my dad's 77 and you know his his life now is very much uh just in a state of being you know he's he's not doing much these days he's just kind of enjoying resting and and you know in being and and I think um, so many of us are just so caught up in doing, you know, we're just running through life frantically half the time, not really knowing where we're going. We're just running <laughs> or, or following what other people, you know, inside, you know, what society tells us, just, just running towards what society tells us to run towards. And we, we just don't really take that time to sit down and, and think, well, you know, my dad, for example, has been on this planet for 77 years. He's seen a lot of things and he's going to have some wisdom there because he's probably lived through the challenges that I am going through. And that if I maybe just take that time at least to entertain some of the ideas that he's putting forward, I'll probably grow. And, you know, it's just consistently when I go over and see him, you know, there's just so much wisdom there, which has always been there, I think, but I just... Now, you know, as you said as well, you know, when you're in the thick of it, you just can't, you can't see it. You're just so blinded to it. But when you can step back, you know, and hear the actual advice, it, it changes your life, really. It shapes who you are. Oh, yes, most definitely. But it makes you more, um, for me, it makes me more grateful for where, for, to have my parents around still and not, and, and and not thinking they were trying to control me because that's what I thought and be able to learn from them because they've been there. They know what, they know what to do. They know how to get mm. through it. So it, that's because that's what I've learned from my, from my parents. Yes. So, um, golly, what, um, what, how are like, I know your mental health initiative. How has that looked like in your life in the past? How how did that how's that played a role to where you are now? What um what do you feel com- what are you comfortable sharing with about your past with the mental health? Because I know a lot of people, and especially me at one point, dealt with mental health uh, issues. How has that played a role in your? Yeah, life? absolutely. It's it's a really good question. 
And again, I think the pandemic has certainly accelerated a lot of um, uh, recognition for the importance of mental health because I think it's always kind of played second fiddle to physical health. Um, and I have to say as well, um, you know, America and Canada have a very accelerated kind of practice, I suppose, uh, when compared to Australia on this issue of mental health. We've still got quite a ways to go, but we're getting there. But I suppose personally, um, I've always kind of battled with anxiety. Um, I, you know, I, I, without kind of being mindful and, and doing meditation and eating well and I suppose, yeah, just looking after myself, I can get very easily overwhelmed, especially in social situations. And, um, it, yeah, it, it really took a toll on me. And, you know, luckily now I, you know, as, as you are, I suppose, you know, you said with your wife, I've now got a really supportive partner who I can say, look, I'm, I'm having a panic attack or I'm really struggling at the moment, uh, and she'll be really supportive, whereas in my previous relationship, my previous marriage, um, I was with someone who all the time I kind of flagged, hey, I'm, I'm really not in a good headspace, would say, you just need to get over it. Just, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just being ridiculous. Uh, and that was really unhelpful because I was trying to seek help, you know, through, um, you know, going to see a psychologist and things like that. But I had the main, I suppose, influencer in my life at the time saying, no, just get over it, you're being unrealistic. And after a time that almost that stigmatised view started to embed itself in me and I started to think I was being ridiculous uh, and it just, it set me back quite a while. A work perspective, um, you know, knowing what I know now about what, what constitutes a mentally healthy workplace, and that's a very complex topic, but... You know, I've, I've worked in environments where there's been workplace bullying, where there's been uh, a lack of social support, um, you know, high demands, high expectations with, with little kind of direction or training or supervisory support. And these things health. And the other thing to keep in mind too is, you know, work plays in your personal life and, and the role your personal life plays in your work life. Um, and so I've been through all those things where, you know, I've been copying quite a hard time at home for the hours that I've been, you know, asked to work as a result of being in management. And, you know, that's caused a bit of a, you know, I suppose homework conflict. Um, you know, I've, I've had a manager who's been, in my, my latest, I suppose, banking job, which I've now left, uh, a manager who was very passive aggressive and, and very unwilling to support me, which caused me a lot of grief, I suppose. I actually ended up leaving that job without another job to go to because I felt, you know, it was the best thing to do for me and, and for those that I care about. And it kind of, in making that bold decision, it was quite a scary one to do because as soon as I actually left my, <laughs> my previous job, um, COVID-19 actually exploded and all of the job market dried up. And in that, you know, the, the second week of unemployment, my landlord landlord actually said, oh, I'm, I'm moving back into the property. You need to find somewhere to live. So <laughs> it was kind of at the time, I said, oh, my God, oh, I've made a terrible decision. <laughs> but um, that doesn't help someone thinking. No, exactly. No. <laughs> my anxiety was really not good at that time. And, 
it just felt, yeah, I thought, have I made a big whoopsie here, you know? Like, I'm now going to have to apply for rentals without a job and uh, there's no jobs around and, you know, like, and there's a pandemic. What what are we going to do? But, you know, one quote, I think, that's always stuck with me, it's from The Alchemist by Paul, I'm going to completely mispronounce his last name, Coelho, I think it is, Paul Coelho. And it says, when you live with purpose, the universe conspires to help you. And I have to say, making that decision to jump out of that toxic environment, you know, even though there was some scary bumps in the road on the way, the universe conspired to help me. I managed to get a rental very quickly. Um, and contacts that I'd made in the past, uh, you know, they popped out of the woodwork to offer me work while I was, you know, applying to do my PhD uh, with one of the ladies, funnily enough, that I actually contacted months before just coincidentally she had a project in workplace mental health so honestly all i can say is since making that decision to live with purpose i have had so many examples of where the universe has just conspired to help me and i'm like you know how's that happen like out of everything that could happen in the world these things are just all lined up really well so again that would be some advice i think is that you know if you live with purpose yes it's going to be scary but you have the universe to back you up and lots of things will come through to help. Uh, yeah, I totally, I, I can totally see that with in my, in my life here and things that, that have lined up with, with me, with, with me and my wife here, because even through this whole pandemic, we were, we were able to buy a house. Yeah. We were able to purchase a new car, um, uh, both of us literally kept our jobs through the through the um, pandemic. Uh, we had food on the tables. We never missed a, a uh, bill. We never missed anything. We never had to go to either sets of our parents and said, hey, we can't make a house payment. Or we can't make a rent payment. Uh, we need help. We, were able, we lived with purpose, and we were able to make That's great. Payment. So, God. So, um, gosh, we've been talking for 30 minutes and doesn't even feel like 30 <laughs> Look, minutes. Yeah, sorry, I should have told you at the uh, start. I like to talk. My girlfriend had certainly attested to that. <laughs> uh, hey, that, that's, what I, that's what I have. That's why I love these podcasts. I never really have a set time limit. I know some people do, and I just kind of go with the flow and see where things are going and how things are, how things are rolling with the conversations. But we've had a great conversation. Absolutely. So um, we'll have you back on. We'll have you back on again. I know, and we'll we'll be in con. We'll be in contact through with this. So um, the last couple of questions I got for you, and I know you said it before, but you can kind of you can kind of re reiterate it or say it again. But how can people? Uh, find your podcast and if you want to talk about your pot i know you talked about your podcast a little bit if you want to kind of plug your podcast yeah. there or things yeah you thank you with that. um so yeah you can find us um so if if anyone out there is on linkedin um feel free to connect with me just send me a direct message um that's that's how david and i actually started chatting is just through linkedin and uh, so that's that's an easy way to do it. Otherwise, if you want to listen to it, you can either do it through Amazon Music or through Spotify. So just type in Settling's Not an Option and that will bring us up. And also YouTube. So 
Uh, if you're more of a visual person, I know some people, Amanda's a good example, my co-host, she loves YouTube. Uh, again, you can just type in Settling's Not an Option and uh, you can check us out there or subscribe to our channel. Um, but uh, yeah, always looking for feedback, always looking for um, ideas. But what we're kind of covering, we're, we're kind of doing what a lot of podcasters do, uh, which is trying to find exactly what our voice is. We've kind of moved around a bit. We've spoken to some different people. Um, I'm certainly keen to get David on the show because I think you've got a great story in line with, you know, what, what our podcast is about. Um, but, yeah, we've, we've gone through a lot of things. We've talked about things like the universe and consciousness. Recently we talked about uh, Carl Jung and, and his, um, his idea of the collective unconscious, which is a very convoluted topic, and you'll see in our last couple of episodes us trying to work our, our way through some pretty chunky stuff. But, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out exactly what what message to send to everyone. But I think really laying behind it all is just learn not to settle. Like if you're happy in your life and you can look at yourself in the mirror and you know I'm living with purpose, I'm doing what I want to do, I'm helping everyone out as best I can, then hats off to you. But I just know so many of us are not doing that. Um, and I know it's scary, but we're just trying to teach people. And, and I think David is absolutely as well is just trying to teach people you just need to wake up and just take that time to consider, you know, what what you could do in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have a pa my passion is well, I enjoy what I what I mm. my daytime job. But I I really do. I I can honestly say I I love my job because it kind of helps me to 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 educate people about their vehicles and about their cars that they may not know. And then it, it can kind of make me feel like, hey, they when they come in have an issue or have a problem, they leave happy and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you for taking the That's time awesome. to help me with that. It, it, it gives me that sense of like accomplishment that, hey, mm -hmm. I helped somebody today. I, I changed I change their uh, almost change I love their it. Life, I love that. I guess in a way, but yeah, that and but this but this podcast thing. This is just like this is my hobby. This is my like. I've never had a hobby, and this is what I love to do. I mean, I love to give people a a place to yeah. to talk, to use their voice, kind of get things out. They just get things off their chest that they may not have a safe place to do or feel like. Yeah, I love it. Do. I love what you're doing. So, so the very last question I have for you, um, and it may it may may sound kind of morbid or kind of crazy to think about, but when it's all said and done for Adam Nebs, what do you want to be remembered as? Like when you're gone and done from this world, what what? kind of legacy do you want to leave uh, I think it would be I want people to say he he really did his best to help people um that you know he, he spent a long time you know getting out of that selfish egoistic kind of life that he was living because he wanted to help people um and yeah I, I hope people you know take take some of the the learnings from my story some of the learnings, you know, that I hope to impart through my research, some of the learnings through the podcast I'm doing, you know, I, I hope people, you know, take something from that and it helps shape their life. 
I heard something recently um, on a on a podcast about consciousness, funnily enough, and they talked about people's experience um, with the life review. So, you know, when people are in their final stages, you know, or they've basically had a terrible accident or something like that and they're, they're near death, they have life reviews. And so many people have said that, you know, during the life review, you go through and live your life through everyone else that you ever touched. And, you know, so understanding that you might have that life review because no one really knows for certain, but, you know, I really want to make sure that if I'm going through a life review, that everyone that I've touched in my life, I can, I can feel that I've done only good things. You know, I, I obviously in my past have some, have some things that I've done, which I'm not proud of by any means, but I, I'd like, you know, from that point forward of recognizing that to really, you know, make people happy and people to think, yep, he added value to my life or he's helped me. So yeah, I think that's just what we need to do for each other, especially now. Just be kind um, and, and just look after each other because we're all in this together um, and we just need to look after each other. Yeah, that, that's that's a great way to end this because I really agree with all that. That life review is, is great to, to think about. So, guys, thank you for listening to the episode tonight and be on the lookout for more episodes coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, really the next couple of days because I've got some coming up and guys, if you ever, if you want to read, come on my, come on my podcast, or if you want to, if you're like what Adam's talked about and you want to try to get on his reach out to Adam and we'll, we'll see you guys next time. And Adam, as soon as I get this published, I'll be sending you a link to Thanks, this Adam. so you can get it out to your community and if you know of anybody that you feel like would be good send them my way too easy i can do that no worries so. okay thanks very we much david cheers everyone now. bye okay, okay.